Game one to game two, year one to year two. Those are often the times where you start to get the biggest jump or a real clear idea of how a new regime and how a new set of expectations are going to take place because you do have some time having to learn things and then what adjustments you're willing to make to what went right because people always look for ways to pick that apart even and certainly what did not go right because you know you have to make those changes. That is a big focal point for us right now in the fast lane as we welcome in Bud Foster, legendary former Virginia Tech defensive coordinator. He also shares his knowledge Saturdays from 9 to 10 a.m. on Foster and Friends right here on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app. But a pleasure to be speaking with you year one to year two. How much do you believe that's the most crucial time for a program like Virginia Tech football under Brent Pry to make that jump and for what they expect to take hold? Well, first, let me say thanks for having me on, Ed, and, and appreciate you uh, talking about Foster and Friends. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun uh uh, doing this show with Mac and uh, and uh, appreciate you guys being a part of it. But uh, yeah, I think uh, it's going to be interesting. I'm anxious to see this uh, this season kick off. Um, I think you know from year one to year two, and I heard you say leading in. You know, usually you can tell a, a lot from week one to week two, and I think you're right. I think from year one to year two, you can kind of start seeing the foundation being built. You know, and I'll say this for Brent. Um, you know, I, he took he inherited a, a program uh, and took it over that was probably the roster was, you know, with a combination of things from, um, you know, from uh, COVID and portal and all those things. But it, it was de- depleted as bad as it's been in, in, in my, you know, I'm beginning, I'm beginning my 37th year associated with Virginia Tech. But um, you're going to see a big change. You know, I think, you know, from a personnel standpoint, um, you know, from a weightlifting standpoint, what they've done, they've implemented, implemented their program from a recruiting standpoint. Now, the only thing you get, you know, with the portal, there's a couple guys that are going to help that will I think will will help make our offense go a little bit. That You know, we didn't have any weapons last year to surround our quarterbacks. We've got a few uh, new faces, and, and I think those guys can can really help. But uh, you're going to see a big change. I don't know what that's going to do as far as wins and losses, per se, sometimes when you, you start talking about a program that's changing like this uh, that, that next year. But I think you're going to see big improvements in a lot of areas. And uh, that's what I'm, I'm looking forward to. And, and I've seen that. You know, I've been around practice several times, and I've seen that in just the demeanor of the kids, the, uh, their work ethic, their belief, all those type of things. And uh, now we're looking forward to go seeing what they do when the lights come on, so to speak. That begins this Saturday, a few hours after Foster and Friends, which is from 9 to 10 a.m. Our coverage of Old Dominion Virginia Tech is 6 p.m. this Saturday evening right here on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app and VTR in Southside 106.3 is Bud Foster, host of Foster and Friends, and yes, the former Virginia Tech defensive coordinator, is with us in the fast lane. There are a number of things to unpack on what you mentioned about, and one of them cautioning the expectation of expecting this gargantuan jump in victories itself. The concerns people have had about this roster how reasonable is it to say, hey, they're more likely to make a jump to where, hey, a bowl game is reasonable. You can get to that seven to eight win mark. And obviously the coaching staff, one game at a time, we know that. But understanding that usually it's not that quick of a turnaround, even in the transfer portal era. 
Yeah, I think football is totally different than basketball, you know. And in football, you know, you've got 11 guys on the field per team. Uh, but there there can be an, it can be an impact, you know, whether it's, it's some crucial positions. Obviously, quarterback is one. Uh, but for us, you know, we, we have the Kyrone Drones kids came in from Baylor. I think you're going to see him play. I know they – they went ahead and, and uh, went with Grant Wells as their as to name him as the starter, but you're going to see the drones kid play. Um, but I, I think where the portal will help it will be at the skill positions. You know, we we were just uh, we you know might have had one receiver last year and and Caleb Smith as far as a guy that could do something once he caught the ball and and maybe a guy that could separate. Where now you got three kids coming in uh, from uh, other programs that uh, I think can make an immediate impact. You have a running back. That uh, coming in, you know, Malachi uh, was hurt last year. Um, you know, he's back, but but then you have the Tootin kid transferred in from A and T, and I've been impressed by him. So those positions to surround your quarterback around, and that will help the offensive line. If you get a dynamic back, they don't have to hold the block as long. Hopefully, you can establish a run set up some play-action pass and do some things, you know, to throw the ball down the field. And, and, and now you have some weapons where you can do some things where um, you, you get the ball to them and it's yards after the catch. I think we've got some guys that can, can do some of those things. I know defensively uh, we've added a corner, we've added two defensive linemen, and, and those are critical areas that I think we can get a pass rush, hopefully, and that, that's something we've missed the last couple seasons particularly. And I think there's a couple guys that can you know, make an impact on that side of the ball too. But um, I'm anxious to see. It's just to complete. You can't. I don't know if you can just build your program around. And that's what Brent is is really doing is attacking the state and in recruiting and building that foundation that way, and then picking the spots with the portal to get that immediate help. But, uh, you know, I think he's doing things the right way as far as trying to build that foundation, making Virginia the footprint again like we did with Coach Beamer, and, you know, that we were going to win with Virginia kids, and, and, and there's enough talent in this state. We just got to circle the wagon, so to speak, and, and make this a program like we did for about 20 years that – Nobody wants to, you know, you, the grass isn't greener on the other side. You can compete and win and play for championships and do those type of things right here at home. And, and, and Brent is doing that right now. And it's, but it's going to take time to develop that roster, to create the, the depth enough, the, the competitiveness that you need every day, day in, day out, and those type of things to um, create the type of roster you want that's, going to be a championship brand not just a competitive brand we want a championship brand bud foster with us in the fast lane and is a former defensive coordinator and uh an advisor certainly to virginia tech and football coach brent pry uh, what would you do what maybe have you advised brent pry on doing uh and offered your two cents in terms of how to test this young offensive line that has a lot of talent but needs to be on the same page because that's been one of the key areas to protect Grant Wells and help those offensive weapons he now has come to life. Yeah, I think, you know, like I was saying earlier, I think we have some talent, particularly at running back right now. You got a couple guys that can that can tote the rock, so to speak, and you know, that that group is critical. I don't care with any uh, program, you know, you get 
that group that gels together. Uh, you know, we lost our our line coach from a year ago that Brent brought in with the you know Notre Dame, but really brought in an outstanding um, guy and Coach Crooks. And, and uh, you see this group. I think as they gel, and you know, hopefully we can stay healthy because we are talented. We're not we're not very uh, deep as far as maturity. And uh, you know, that's a position usually there's you know. Uh, that needs development. Though that offensive line and sometimes the defensive line, particularly interior guys, they need to develop. They need a year or two in the weight room. They need to, uh, those type of things. And um, and we've got a, a good mix, but at the same time, there's a lot of youth and 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 not a lot of depth with experience. And uh, but th- I think how that offensive line gels. Uh, will be how we gel, you know. I really do. But hopefully, with the talent we have around them, we can. You don't have to hold the blocks and and create just a gigantic hole for the backs. You can create a little bit of a seam, and they're going to have to make a guy miss, or you know, they can you know, uh, create some yards on their own. But also, if we can establish a little bit of a run game, which has always been our forte over the years, but if we can do that, then that takes us the the pressure off of them. It takes the pressure off the quarterback. And, um, you know, that all of a sudden folks are going to have to crowd the line of scrimmage to be able to stop the run, and then that gives you opportunities on the perimeter. Coach, uh, Chris Marr, the new you know defensive coordinator, now you know the full-time defensive play caller. Uh, what have you seen from him and in your interactions with him? And obviously, you know, last time we've seen this team on the field, he called a really good game against a really good Liberty offense. Uh, but now he's taking you know the full reins of the defensive play calling. What what are your expectations for him and, and this defense? Well, that's a good question. I was actually talking to Coach Pry today, and you know he's. Like me, if I was in that role, I'd always want to keep my hand in, you know, just hearing what are they being told, you know, the, the kids being, you know, what are the coaches, how how are they speaking the kids in the same language that you think you would say. And and Brent was saying, you know, some you hear some of that and there's some things you 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 hear, but it's it may be said differently than what you would say, but it's still the same result. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, Brent uh, turning it over, I said, I think it says a couple things. And, and I know he feel, has a lot of confidence in Chris Marv. And Chris is, a, I think, uh, an up-and-coming star in this business. Um, he is uh, very intelligent, tremendous work ethic, um, you know, has a high expectation. And that's what you need out of that group, you know, out of that, that, that guy. Now, I see a big improvement uh, within their – their their group, but also when you get Coach Pry, like even with Coach Beamer, and Coach Beamer would be the first one to tell you, he became a better head coach when he turned everything over to his assistants and trusted them. You know, I know when he was kind of a defensive, well, he was a defensive guy, but was in our room a lot early when we took uh, the program here, but all of a sudden that role as a head coach, you're getting pulled away from a meeting here and there, and you're trying to make a decision, but the coach isn't there, so I think just the efficiency, trusting his, you know, trusting Chris. Uh, Chris played for him. Uh, he understands Brent's expectations and how he wants the defense run and how he wants them to and what the expectations are as far as, you know, how to finish plays, how to attack, how to, you know, just be fundamentally sound and all those type of things. And, and, uh, 
But I, I think you're going to see a much improved group. What I, I, I what I've seen is a, a group that's bigger, faster, stronger. Uh, we've got a couple. We've got a, you know, really three corners that I think are really, really talented. And it always, for me, started there because when you do that, you can crowd the ball and do some different things. But we've we've had a couple additions with the defensive line. Uh, I really like the look of the linebackers, and we, but we're a group that can run and chase the ball. And uh, now tackling early these days because they really limit uh, how much they can actually have, you know, full contact situations. So that's always a concern as a coach. But I think you're going to see a group that's really prepared, and Chris is going to do a great job. And uh, you know, and I'm anxious to watch these kids fly around on on Saturday night. Now it's going to be a different offense. I understand. Uh, their ODU spread. They got they're putting their receivers to, like sideline to sideline and. And there's a, it's a numbers game, so they're going to force you to make plays in space, and I'm just hoping we'll be much better at that than we were a year ago. We look forward to it as well, bud. Thank you very much for your time today in the fast lane. Looking forward yeah. to Foster and Friends this Saturday and uh, the game itself. Yeah, well, hey, we, appre- we appreciate you guys, and, and thanks again for having me, and a big fan of y'all's, and uh, you know, looking like I said, looking forward to watching this group uh, kick it off and and watching college football. Being a fan of the game myself, it's uh, I'm really looking forward to uh, watching the teams and the kids and uh, participate this fall. You and me both, Bud Foster, with us here in the fast lane. A big thanks to him for his time. And again, Foster and friends, Saturday nine to ten a.m. every Saturday, and of course this Saturday it is a prelude into our big day of college football. We'll have TCU in Colorado and the big one Saturday night at 6 p.m. Virginia Tech welcoming Old Dominion. When we return in the fast lane, we welcome a friend of ours, Michael Lombardi, next in the fast lane.